Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Raise the salutations, it is the Clary Podcast. We're live. Until we're done recording, and the old captain is sick. Very sick. Oh. Well, not very sick. Not like I'm going to go to the hospital. We got a cold. Thought I had defeated it. And then, like an idiot, I went out and hit the gym and then ran. Did two workouts in one day. And then, oh, look at that. Relapse. And uh, very hard to, to, like, when you get sick, to not. Especially with the type A personality. We call it type A in the olden days. That meant you had hustle, you had where you had extra energy. It was a good thing back in my day, but now you guys call it the hud, the hud, the huds. I got ADD. I got ADHD. There's something wrong with me. Does anyone in the ADHD or ADD community, do any of you just maybe entertain the thought there's nothing wrong with you, but rather you're gifted and that the rest of the world runs way too fucking slow for you? That, that maybe you're a superior human being and everyone is just so freaking slow. Not to mention, when you go to school, these people are boring, especially your teachers. You want to talk about the opposite of Bill Burr. You want to talk about somebody who is the complete opposite of entertaining, engaging, intellectually stimulating. It's your public school teachers and your private school teachers. Teachers in general, those who can't do teach. So, I mean, is it any wonder... I know we've gone down this road before that young, rambunctious boys have energy and they don't have ADHD and DDHD and the head, the head, the heads. But I'm wondering, has anyone in the ADHD, ADD community, children or not, have, have you entertained an alternative theory? And that is you're just type A, you got more hustle, you got more energy. And, and I understand society is not geared towards letting you expend it in productive manner, especially if you're a kid. You're not allowed to jump grades. You're not allowed to run and play. I remember one time. I was this close to being a jock. Let me tell you a little bit of a story. I was this close to becoming a football player. I probably would have been a really good one because I actually am pretty good at football for the small size that I am. I, I run, throw, dodge. I, I, when we play pickup games, usually the top scorer. Pretty good quarterback too. Anyway, uh, I was three years old and my dad was like, do you want to play football? I'm like, yeah, peewee football. So they went out of the way, we got the padding, we got a helmet, and I there I was three, maybe four, was not in kindergarten, I do remember that, I was not in prison yet, I had not committed the crime of being born, so I didn't start my prison sentence just yet, they had sentenced me my 13 year prison sentence, but I had not yet gone in, uh, it, was, it was a probation, it was a, the, the system of trust. So they said, well, let's play peewee football. So there I am. I got the hell going in, and we get the first lineup. And they say, okay, line up, and uh, you're going to go up against these uh, this guy. This is your guy. So they're just lining up, just getting the idea of a scrimmage down. And I realized, well, if I get in between the two guys in front of me, 
And when they call hike or they blow the whistle, I could take both of them down, you know, one arm each. I'll go in between. I'll clothesline the both of them. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did, and I got in trouble. And then, and then what I finally realized was instead of just letting these kids play and have fun, because this, this is, you know, Wisconsin Synod Lutheran Church. There can be no fun. It was drills. It was lining up. It was like getting used to the whistle. Uh, in other words, they weren't going to let you play and have fun with the football or tackle or or uh, <clears throat> be aggressive. They wanted to teach you the mechanics and the rules. And frankly, all the boring shit no kid wants. The kid just wants to be, oh gosh, who was the quarterbacks back then for the Green Bay Packers? Silvio Canto would know. This is 1978-1979. But uh, anyway, uh, but that, that aggression, that added energy was punished. Instead of identified as talent, instead of identified as, hey, there's potential, there's aggression, let's get that kid on the team. It was, I remember the entire afternoon, we were just, it was so boring. Okay, this is what you're going to do. Now when the full quarterback throws it to the fullback and beep, you know, blows the whistle. And then, and then like maybe you touch the kid in front of you or you just bump into each other a little bit with your pads. There was no throwing. There was no grabbing the ball. I don't even think I touched the ball now that I think about it. I do not have a memory. I know this is going back quite a ways. I don't even remember touching the ball, which would have been fine if I could have tackled two guys in front of me at once. Oh, no, we can't have that. We got we to gotta teach the rules. So my question to those of you with the ADHD and the DDHA and the ADHD-head-to-head-to-heads, is it possible that maybe you're just better, smarter, you're a superior human being to the normies out there? And then this gives you a choice. Are you going to say, okay, I have this benefit, this blessing, I have more energy, and I can use that to an advantage, or am I going to swallow whole what I've been preconditioned and pre-programmed to swallow whole, and that is I have a disadvantage because I'm different, and I need the gimme-dats, and I got the dyslexias, and I need I need assistance, and I need a government scholarship, I need government aid, and I need a, a government check, I need some government cheddar. I know, I know, it's, most kids today are brainwashed to believe there's something wrong with them, because that results in more money going to the counselors we need reserve counselors and teachers remember the therapy we never had psychologists some bad happens in a school nowadays psychologists and therapists are on their way they'll be there to comfort no that's just basically taxpayer money that was never ever needed now going and being pissed away on worthless psychology majors of which there's a glut nobody needs them that's what it is that's not for the kid. Don't even don't even tell me it's for the kids. Don't even act like it's for the kids. Don't even tell me you fucking child psychology majors give two flying fucks about the kids. You're in it for the goddamn check. Because if you really cared about the kids, you know what you would have done? People are going to say, well, they would have offered their services for free. No, you would have raised your own fucking kids and been a stay-at-home parent. That's what you would have done. No, I got to get my degree. I got my career. And then it's outsourced it. it it socializes the children. It socializes the children. The children are socialized. And that way, mommy can go hang out with her other soccer mom whore friends at the Starbucks and we could talk. Oh, my God. I got to tell you guys. <clears throat> so I've been making very slow progress between the sickness and getting slammed at asshole consulting. But I, I, go, I go to this uh, caribou coffee. 
Caribou Coffee is a Minnesota chain, and if you don't want to go and uh, support the communists, you go to Caribou, which ironically I think is owned by um, by Arabs. Uh, but you know what? They don't fucking lecture you about how they're all going green and organic. And it's like, yeah, yeah, here's your fucking coffee, and um, it's really fucking good. <laughs> Thanks, Raheeb. Who knew? You know, there's another guy. He's uh, he's my uh, cigar supplier. Uh, and he's a uh, Kuwaiti, and uh, he's got good price, and he carries the cigars. I go all the way down to the southwest to get them all drive up, but I visit a buddy out there frequently enough. Uh, but you know what he does? He, uh, foreign concept, I know I know the cutting edge of MBA school right now is uh, is social justice worrying and, and, and are you not a white male, straight white male. I, I know that, but you know, this guy has a new concept called, how about I just sell you the fucking product? Good products at good prices. How the fuck does that sound? <laughs> Where was I? Oh yeah, the soccer mom. So I go to the Caribou, and um, now this one is—it's kind of down a little bit south from the WBL. But then you get in—I'm wondering if these girls weren't from North Oaks. And North Oaks, if you don't know, is this private gated community. Community, no, it's the St. Paul. So I'm sitting there, and and. I do not consume female culture. I don't watch Oprah. I don't watch Ellen. I don't watch the daytime shows. I don't read Woman's Daily. I don't read People magazine. Um, and then, to be intellectually honest, you start to wonder, okay, it might be unfairly harsh on women. You know, I don't I don't consume their culture. I don't... But every once in a while, you delve into it a little bit. Or you brush, you brush aside it. You take a pulse unknowingly. Well, I didn't have a choice. This was shoved right up my ass with this this gaggle or cackle or whatever the the unit of measurement of soccer moms, and they're all sitting there. I'm trying to write. I'm trying to write, and it's just the stereotypical. And it's not a stereotype. It's a hundred percent true. One broad is talking about her son. Uh, runner up, I think it was about ADHD, it was about something like, and so I, we went and talked to the therapist, and da, 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 and then, oh yes, I know, and then, you know, they say, and then you had the fucking, the acolyte, the apostle from the church of they say, she had to be there, you know, I tried doing this dieting thing, and it was a little bit different, and one had the yoga pants on, the Lululemon, I know what that is, and they just fit the script, they fit the fucking script, and I couldn't focus on writing because not one, it wasn't that they didn't say anything intelligent. It was that it was so bane or, or basal, bane, what, what's the word I'm looking, is it bane is the word? It was just so pointless, bane. Bane, cause of great, uh, basal, basal. Yes, basal, that's the word, I, B-A-S-A-L, so basal, forming or belonging to a bottom layer or base. It was so, not like we're building the foundation of the base. It's like, it it was so minor. Like, why are you even having this conversation? Why are you conversing? You, how dumb does your brain have to be? How nothing going on in your life, how agency-less and pointless does your life have to be that you're going to come here and go bark, 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 with this cackle of soccer moms. You don't talk about philosophy. You don't talk about it. I understand. Hey, how's little Jimmy? Oh, he had this thing that happened to his stuff. Oh, my son had that happen too. 
but just the same repetitive and yeah we we're going organic really really the 15 almost 20 years now that organic non-gmo free range this no farts that has been shoved down society you haven't gotten you haven't had that conversation yet we changed this diet. We're going gluten-free. Really? Like everybody else did fucking five years ago? And I couldn't. It was painful. Just so painful. Because I was getting interrupted. I couldn't write. And normally this is a quiet coffee shop. But the cackle of North Oaks soccer moms had to come in and just have their pointless, totally 100% pointless conversation about mundane, common, basal, everyday shit that went at the end of the conversation, it achieved nothing. It was, it was no different than watching a sports game. No different than any professional sports game. Dribble the ball here, dunk. Dribble the ball there, three-pointer. Dribble, oh, it went out of bounds. Oh, now it's a jump. Oh, he hit the ball to the other guy. It was the conversational version of a professional sports game. All this hubbub and activity and engagement, and it didn't solve a fucking thing. It was ultimately pointless and worthless. And I understand on a long enough scale, it's all pointless and worthless because once again, the sun will go supernova or turn into a red giant and it will consume the earth and we'll all die. And there won't even be a record. But I would like to think for the sanctity and the purpose of, of humankind's consciousness of its entirety that you would maybe take that brain not to mention probably the college education all these gals had that you would you would advance you would you would try to discover new intellectual territory i understand if you ain't got the budget to go and explore uh canyonlands national park in moab utah i understand i understand if if you know your hubby didn't cut you a check for you to go uh, uh, with your, your BFF known as your daughter so she could whore it up down in Florida for spring break. I understand if you don't have that. But that doesn't mean you are limited in your mind to not explore and entertain new things. But just you could you could pick it. You could script it yourself. What are they going to talk? You walk in. And I could, I could just, if I saw them walk in, I would say they're going to talk about their children. They're going to talk about diet. They're going to talk about, uh, none of them have jobs, apparently, because that's, that's the other thing. It was a weekday during the daytime, and I'm trying to work. But they, uh, they're going to talk about something like daycare. I don't think daycare came up. Uh, and they're going to talk about just this pet. They're not going to talk about anything that would be new or interesting to someone with an IQ above 100. And then you, you realize it's the same thing on Twitter. Like, I got into this, I, I, I happened to... Lodge a torpedo into the the magazine of a of a ship. I I my my tweet twit my tweet went somewhat viral, and I look at all the comments, and it went into a leftist sphere. And you you forget like you and then you read these comments, and you're like, wow, you know, it's it's a different world out. There are that many and that dumb of people. There are really dumb, mindless, and they they are the majority. I always advocate, you know, control your microenvironment. Your environment, you know, you control your house, you control your friends, you control your family. You control, and that's going to have the largest effect on your life. But then then you get surrounded, you kind of, not so much an echo chamber, but you get into a comfy chamber. And then, but you forget, like, oh yeah, I forgot. 
to find that one friend, I had to go through 500 fucking retards to get that one good friend. For for every Matt Baldoni gay as he is, I mean, and I'm I'm open and I am proud that for one that he came out of the closet. <laughs> but for every Matt Baldoni, you got to go through a hundred fucking retards. You know, for every for every Chris Beckloff, for every uh, you know uh, Silvio Canto, uh, for every Leslie Eastman. And if you don't know these people, look them up because they're very cool people, gay or not. Uh, you have to go through it, and then, and, but then they, they, they spoil you, and then you go back out into the real world, and you look around like, oh, yeah, yeah. You watch the sports game, all oh, these fucking idiots. Oh, is there a reason not to hire anyone from college now? All you idiots in the Final Four. You got your March Madness on? No, shut the fuck up. I don't. All these kids cheering, getting excited about one guy throwing an orange sphere through a red hoop with a white net. And then there's another team doing the same thing on the other side. Basic bland television. I mean, if there's any testament, stop. Just unplug, you know? Just to remind, just to, so you're thankful and you're appreciative of what you got in terms of friends, family, loved ones, people that are in your life that are interesting and entertaining. Just look at what the average day fucking moron does. The Sacramento's getting their coffee, talking about the sale at Kohl's. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I got my, I got, you got your brackets? Oh, I got my brackets. Are you going to do my brackets? Fucking shoot me in the head now. What the fuck is the point of you having that? I mean, oh, human, so advanced, so intelligent. And then you look at it like, really? Really? Putting people on the moon, nuclear power, all this shit. What are people going to do? They're going to go do their fucking brackets. It's fun and entertaining. It's something... Oh, shut up. Have you tried doing something intelligent for once? Just a, just a hop. Just... Look, okay. Everyone's going to have their vice, but, but can you just limit it to one lemming hobby? Like, if you want to play bingo at the local hick bar. Okay, cool, fine. Or, you, or you're, a big, you're a big hockey fan. Okay, I'll like I'll that's fine. That's okay. I mean, I like um what do I do that's common? What do I do uh, that I have in common with the sheep? A, a, a hobby of mine is breathing air. You know what? Hey, let's just be like everybody else and breathe air. All right, you know, I sleep there. I sleep. There's a hobby I do with the commoners. But can you limit it to one? This excitement, people getting excited. Oh, the game's all. We're going to go to the game. Whether you're going to the bar, that's the problem. You go to my town, you go to the W, you go to the bar. And then uh, and then the game's on. And then it's ruined because it's no longer your bar. The fucking wings horking, light beer swilling, fucking jersey wearing retards of society come out. Oh. But anyway, so that's what I had to endure when I was writing. It just, I just didn't want to, it, it just was where I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. So I did leave. I did leave because I wasn't getting any work done. Because, oh my God, Timmy, you know, he's just, oh, that was it. They're having trouble with homework. He's just having trouble with homework. I don't know, maybe help him with the fucking homework. I, huh? Huh? Oh. Well, maybe do some, let's do some sponsors. We got a ton of new sponsors. Uh, Praxy.com, Praxy.com spelled P-R-A. 
XEY. You say, well, what's that? Well, Praxy is um, it's this new and up-and-coming social media. And what it allows you to do uh, is if you are a content provider, you are a specialist, you are an expert in some field, or you just happen to be a micro-internet celebrity like yours truly, it allows you to charge fans, customers, clients, whoever wants to talk to you for your time, for your expertise, for whatever it is you want to do. You could be a hot little cute 17-year-old girl who's very popular. You just have a great Instagram account. And actually, I'm being deadly serious. This would, this would be a savvy, intelligent thing to do. And you capitalize on your looks. Well, how does it work? Basically, it allows you to FaceTime with people for money. Except you don't do it at FaceTime. You Praxy, P-R-X-E-Y, Praxy.com. P-R-A-X-E-Y, sorry. And uh, you download it on your phone, and uh, you go ahead, and if you're a content provider, uh, or you're just a celebrity, whatever it is, you're the supplier of your time. You set an hourly rate and some minimum amounts, and then people who also have it, they subscribe to you, and they, you set up a time, and then the money is immediately paid to you. The good ladies and gentlemen over at Praxy, they get a 15% cut. And uh, I interviewed the guy. You can find the YouTube uh, interview I did with him because I think it's brilliant what he's doing. Because whereas he was thinking about, oh, hey, yeah, I could do uh, – his his intention was to do contractors. You know, oh, how do I fix my car? Okay, well, show it to me with your phone. Okay, and then this this uh, mechanic troubleshoots your car from 300 miles away for 30 bucks an hour. Saves him time of driving you over there, all that other stuff. But then he's also, well, it might work on uh, on celebrities too. I said, you know what it's going to really work on? It's gonna work on uh, uh, hot. It's gonna work on women that are pretty, because porn is everything. Sex is everything. That's what sells. That is always at the forefront of everything. So I was suggesting that he go find some like cute girls, you know, to do that. Uh, but anyway, so if you're interested in uh, subscribe, I haven't set up my account yet. I'll I'll do that in a second. Actually, after I get done with this, that's that's on my to do list today. But yeah, go ahead and practice. I'll let you know once I get the uh, information. I already essentially do it through Skype, through Asshole Consulting. Um, but this is on the phone, and, and, and it's such a cool thing. I want to do it anyway. I just want to do it to do it because it sounds fun as hell. So, uh, yeah, go check out. The, the captain should be on there by the time you're listening to this podcast. And if you're uh, done listening to this podcast you're sick of it, you can always go to other podcasts. The Real Mark Baxter, for example. RealMarkBaxter.com. Mark has his podcast up and running. And uh, he's a manosphere, right? Well, nah, I wouldn't say right wing, but certainly a red pill individual. He gets great. People from the Red Pill community on, like Rolo Tomasi, Ed Lattimore. Um, we, I was going to go on there one of these days. One of these days, but we're all busy as hell. Uh, but if you want to listen to another podcast, yeah, The Real Mark Baxter. Tune in. Entrepreneurs in Cars. Uh, that's uh, Rich. He, he runs a, a show uh, on YouTube from Canada. And he just drives around his car and he dispenses advice to all you youngins. Because him and me, I think he's... Is he younger than me by a year or older than me? We're about the same age, very close in age. And we're just basically, yeah, don't fuck up like us. <laughs> Except he does it from the comforts of his car while he's driving around. And there's a little bit of a car. He talks about cars and auto shop as well, too. So entrepreneurs in cars, check that out on YouTube. Have you bought your nose hair trimmers yet? Have you? Have you bought your... Home distillery yet. That's what I'm going to buy next. That's what I got in mind. You can get a home distillery kit on Amazon.com. But don't just go to Amazon.com. Oh, no. Go to my blog, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. 
click on the Amazon banner, and then go buy your stuff. You say, well, why would I do that? Why would I take this unnecessary step? The reason you would do that is because you like the old captain and you want to be around for a while. I have an Amazon affiliate program. It costs you nothing. You don't have to sign up. You literally just go to my site, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. You click on the Amazon banner. It takes you to Amazon's page, but then they know, oh, you came from Cappy, and any purchases you make, I get a 6 to 7% commission. Doesn't cost you anything more. The only reason I bring up nose hair trimmers is because that's literally one of the most important things you guys could ever get, especially for the men. Women too, but it's gross. And since girls don't fart and girls don't poop and girls just, you know, sugar and spice, they'll never admit to it. They'll buy it clandestinely late at night. Well, you know, you're looking at porn, your girlfriend is buying nose hair trimmers because deep down inside they, they won't admit, but they do fart and belch and stink. And they have nose hairs. Everybody needs nose hairs trimmers. Go buy yours through Cappy's Amazon affiliate program. CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner. Help out the captain by buying stuff you are going to buy anyway. We have my books, Reconnaissance Man. That's for those of you who don't know what to do uh, after graduating from high school. If you don't know what to major in in college, don't go to college then. Read this book instead, Reconnaissance Man. It tells you what to do. It is the roadmap to life that did not come with life. So please go get it if you are lost at all. You don't have to be a college-age kid. You could be a recently divorced guy, a recently divorced gal, somebody who's going through troubles. You're wandering in the desert like Moses. If Moses had this book back in the day, the the Jews would not be wandering on the Sinai Peninsula for 40 years. They'd say, oh, shit! Hey, look at this. I, I Look, reconnaissance man. Joshua, you go over there. Frank, you go over there. Herschel over there. And Jebediah, you go over there. Report back. Hey, grapes with the size of testicles over in this area. Canaan, here we come. That's what would have happened. Would have happened in three months that would have made to Canaan, not 40 years. Had Moses read reconnaissance man. The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. I want to thank uh, O'Shea Jackson very much for having me on his podcast. He had me on his show. It's the O'Shea Vlogcast now because YouTube was fucking around with his channel. He set up a new one and he interviewed me and uh, the black man's got out of poverty. Sales went up to 20,000th place, which is really good. So I not only would like to thank uh, O'Shea, but I'd like to thank all those listeners who tuned in, but then also bought the book. I very much appreciate it. Uh, Help spread the word out there to help out your fellow black man, your fellow black uh, black friend. Uh, Get him, uh, the black man's guide out of poverty. Uh, get yourself the black man's guide out of poverty. If you happen to be black and you happen to be poor, <laughs> don't be my mom, who is neither black nor poor, not rich either, but not not poor. If, if you are a you know a sixty five year old woman who's white, this book was not meant for you. If you happen to be a white person making a lot of money, this book was not meant for you. If if you are black and you are poverty, and about the only third variable we could arguably say that you would want to have to buy this book is that you would like to get out of poverty, that, then that book is for you. But if you do not fit those categories, there's going to be very little benefit to you of this book. But if you are not black, but you'd still like some financial advice, get my other book, Bachelor Pad Economics. That is for everyone. It is written for men because women get all the help in the world and they still manage to fuck it up and they still only manage to make 75% of what we do because you don't try as hard. It's not race or sexism. Don't give us that shit. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. You want whining and complaining? Go talk to Dr. Phil. Go talk to Oprah. You go talk to the mainstream media. They'll tell you it's white guys or evil white guys. It's not white guys. It's a guy's fault. They'll tell you it's the, the people with the penises. The penis people. It's, that's their fault. It's the penis people that are holding you back. Okay? And, and the, the, but that's not going to solve your problem. It's just going to say, oh, yeah, it's their fault. They're oppressing you. Not much you can do about it. <laughs> 
But uh, if you want to do something about it, you could get Bachelor Pad Economics. You can read through that. Take matters into your own hands and take your future and put it in the command of your own hands. That's available in paperback and Kindle and audio. Worthless, the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. This will make a great book, a great graduation gift for anyone graduating from high school or anyone who's finishing up their first year in college and realizing, hey, not only is this expensive, um, but, you know, I don't know if I want to go get uh, my my double major in communications and international business. I don't know if I want to go get my degree in African-American, lesbian, Guatemalan, 15th century French sculpture poetry studies. Or like that idiot who actually was getting a master's in fine arts in puppetry. Okay? Uh, if This is the way to prevent your child from moving back in at 30, and not only at 30, but with $200,000 in debt because he or she ended up getting a master's or a doctorate in English in an English-speaking country. There are lots of degrees out there by which they can not only fuck up your children's life and future and finances, but fuck up your future life finances. All right? Just, just so, like, you know, get your kid this book. And for the love of God, don't pay your kid's way through college. All these people. I gotta pay. I just think I should help out my kid. Uh, by what? Signing away your 401k? Making sure you're not gonna retire until you're 80? Because you can't do math? You're just as dumb as your fucking kid majoring in women's studies? Oh, that's gonna be great. Oh. Anyway, so Worthless is available paperback, Kindle, and audio for everyone who doesn't wanna fuck up your life. These aren't hard sells. It's just whether, you know. Enjoy the decline, accepting and living with the death of the United States. Uh, that's a nice good one. So if you're worried about freedom and Western civilization and the ability to speak freely and have conversation and, you know, we're already facing about a 40% tax rate, but you don't, you know, like you don't want it to be 50, but people are telling you you're racist, sexist, or you just hate the poor, you're mean uh, because you, uh, you don't want to pay 50% of your money to parasites. Uh, get the book, Enjoy the Decline. That is a great help to people psychologically who are hopeless. For those of you who think the future, future is futile, get the book, Enjoy the Decline. Um, that, that will paint a lot of silver linings to a lot of dark clouds. I'd even say some gold linings, and I'd even say some gold nuggets are found in that book. Curse of the High IQ, that's for everybody listening here right now. You are, and I'm being deadly serious, I'm not kissing your ass. You are smarter than average if you are listening to this podcast. That means... You have a benefit, just like having ADD or ADHD, you have a type A person, you have an advantage over the commoners, over the sheeple, over the normies, over the inferiors. You are smarter than the average person. But even though there is an advantage, there is a disadvantage, especially those of you with ADD and ADHD happen to know, and that is society does not operate at your level or amplitude. Society is going to tell you there's something wrong with you. Society is going to take advantage of you, or society just moves too motherfucking slow for you. And you don't know that there's something wrong with you. You think that you're either dumb or you got the problems, you got the ADHDs, you got the Asperger's, you got the autism, or maybe as I was indicating before in the first segment of the show, maybe you're just better, faster, harder, stronger, all daft punky over the commoners and the normies. And maybe instead of you thinking there's something wrong with you and trying to find out what's wrong, maybe everything is right with you and that's the problem and you are completely misdiagnosing this problem and it is costing you in terms of your career, your education, your finances, your love life, your social life, your familiar life. Get Curse of the High IQ. It identifies. It helps you diagnose whether you have high IQ. It's very easy. You get an IQ test. 
and then it identifies and explains all the different and common problems you will run through in life being a abnormally intelligent person. And then you will say, holy shit, look at this. I, that was a problem I had, but I thought I was stupid for falling asleep in class. You know, I could get A's in math. It was really easy, but I kept falling asleep in history and English. I, I thought there was, I thought I was a moron. Turns out, no, my teachers are fucking morons because it's not an opinion of Aaron Clary. It's not that I hate teachers, although that is true. It's when you look at teachers and their IQs, they're the lowest IQ major out there. Education majors have the lowest IQ. We do not send our best to educate our best. We send our worst to educate everyone. And when you know this, it makes a lot more sense. And then you're like, aha! You know, you girls, you're all majoring in STEM, all five of you. And you're like, God almighty, I got all these guys in. Now you'll, you'll find out why. You'll find out why it's a royal pain in the ass. You'll find out what to do about it too. Getting smothered with all those geeky nerdy guys over in your engineering classes. They're, 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 that's, this book is for you. So that's Curse of the High IQ. All my books available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook, except Black Man's Got Out of Poverty. And the newest book, essay, coming out called The New Retirement. Uh, that's going to be out in maybe two or three weeks if I can ever get ahead of asshole consulting. Um, it's been a very good year, uh, but between taxes and updating my online classes, you got to update them every year for new tax contributions, stuff like that. I just have not been able to put forth the... I haven't worked security in a while, too. Those rap bastards. Normally, I get paid to write my books. They're not paying... I'm writing my books without getting paid. Can you guys believe that? Man, the injustice of this world. Then we have other people's books. Frank Servey. Uh, Frank Servey has three books out. One, Uncle Nick. Two, Burning the Me- uh, Midnight, which is the sequel to Uncle Nick. And then Pretty Lies Perish, uh, which I think is just a composition of his different writing. Anyway, Uncle Nick is the story about a guy named Uncle Nick, 30-something-year-old guy, red pill guy. He is the real-world red pill incarnation, even though it's a fictional book. Uh, if you want to see all of the knowledge of the red pill sphere culminated into one fictional character and having it Unleash this fictional character, unleashed into the real world wild. Get Uncle Nick and also get Burning the Midnight. Great books. Uh, and then the other book I have not read, The Pretty Lies Paris, I'm sure that's that's good too. If anyone has read it, you know, make some comments below. You can actually comment now on the SoundCloud. I guess all you need is a Facebook account. You can comment. Um, Black Kojak, he's somewhere out there. He's somewhere. I, I see him sneaking about every once in a while. Uh, so, um, yes, that's Frank Servi's books available Amazon, uh, paperback and Kindle Montrose County. It's a story about a, uh, former Iraq vet. Uh, she comes back from Iraq. She's from Massachusetts, but she ends up becoming a sheriff in Montrose County, Colorado, which I've been to, by the way, it's very mountainous as far off into the uh, West, a little bit of desert, a little bit of cliffs, a little bit of, a little bit of rhythm, a little bit of rock and roll. And um, the president is going to come visit uh, in this area in Montrose County. So they're getting all excited. Well, what little does she know that over at Iraq, two Canadian NATO snipers have found uh, a dossier, some information uh, exposing this assassination attempt on the president. Uh, But the problem is their Jeep or truck got wiped out and they have to battle their way back to send the warning back to the United States. 
But you don't know if that warning is going to get back in time. And the only thing preventing uh, this assassination attempt on the president in Montrose County is the sheriff, who's a little bit shell-shocked and go through some PTSD. So it looks pretty good. I haven't read it. But that's Montrose County. You can get that through Amazon.com or you go to my site, CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. You'll see the little badge and star there and you can click on that. Actually, I'm wondering, hang on, let me take a look. I always like to see that I'm doing, I'm being successful, like I'm actually resulting in sales. This guy wasn't even ranked on Amazon and then he was ranked. Yeah, look at this, 355,000th. So he's selling like one or two a day. He does have it in paperback too. I told him to get it in paperback and he did that lickety split and that's good. Um, But yeah, uh, advertising on the show works, guys. It does work. Uh, and if it doesn't, you just do one month. You say, hey, it didn't work. And I, that's all right. I don't want to take any more of your money if you're not making money. I'm here for us to all make profit. Uh, we also have uh, Ed Lattimore's Not Caring What Other People Think is a Superpower. Um, I have he just I just got it in the mail, and I got to do a YouTube video about it. And I wish you guys would do audio. Ed, if you're listening, I got a guy. He'll do audio. I think Ed was going to do his own audio. Um but then that way I could just listen to it while I'm at the gym or doing something else. But to sit down and read. I do like to get the physical copy, though, because then I could show it on YouTube when I do the YouTube advertisements. Anyway, you guys all know Ed Lattimore. If you don't, please check out his site, edlattimore.com. Not Latin. Lati, L-A-T-I, more, Ed. Uh, and he's an interesting guy, uh, heavyweight professional heavyweight boxer, uh, officer in the military, and I think he was... Uh, Physicist major, a physics major. I mean, this is not a dumb guy. <laughs> this is—he's he, no dummy. He's a very interesting fellow, and obviously an author too. So he came up with this book. It's a real book. It's um, how many pages? Two hundred some. Yeah, two hundred fifty. Sizable book. So, uh, like I said, I don't even know. Well, I could—I guess you could read the back. Not caring what other people think is a superpower that will allow you to get what you want out of life. Most people worry about what others think, so they suffocate their actions. As a result, they never live up to their potential. This is 100% on. Uh, With this book are insights about life and living it to its fullest. You will learn, bullet points, the real reason that the ability to work hard is so valuable. How to identify where to invest your emotional energy for the greatest return. Why you can't afford to have low standards for anything you do or the company you can... You know, it doesn't surprise me Ed would write a book like this because when you get a professional boxer, military officer, physicist, he does something else too. I know author, you add that, but there was another thing where it's like, fucking hell, Ed, can you let us look normal for once? Like the world's re- most interesting man kind of in real world form here. Um, so it, it doesn't surprise me uh, that uh, he, w- he would come out with a book like this. The greatest source of motivation that goes untapped by most, vital paradigm and mindset shifts that allow you to get more out of life. The difference between strategy and tactics and how to develop a mindset for both. I didn't even know there was... De- oh, I guess tactics are the effect, the individual... Um, affectations of strategy, an overall strategic plan. How to find the best person to start a relationship and how to get the most out of it. I was going to set Ed up with this girl I knew, but he already had a girlfriend. So I'm sure those are going well, actually. And I'm sure Ed, well, Ed doesn't have time to fight. That's another thing. If you are that preoccupied, like you're that busy, you're that engaged, you've got that much shit going on, stupid shit people, low, low quality people do not get into your life because uh, there's no time for them. You just do not have time for them. Worst girls I ever dated was when I was like failing in one regard or another. I had I had nothing else to do. 
not that I was like bored on it, but, but like I tried this side of career, I tried that, and then it was in the failure times. Then you get these like low quality gals. Uh, so that's Ed Lattimore, uh, so you can visit his site. Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill, two books by Adam Piggott. Our good Australian friend from Down Under, go to uh, Adam Piggott. I'm sorry, no, not AdamPiggott.com. PushingRubberDownhill.com. Adam does everything. He's the triple threat. He writes, he does a podcast, and he's an author. So he has his blog, Pushing Rubber Downhill. He has the two books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, uh, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. And then he has um, uh, the blog and podcast. So he he has all three. I was listening to his podcast. He was talking about prams. Let me let me tell you what prams prams are baby carriages we call them baby carriages here in the United States but they're called prams he's talking about women with prams mothers with prams mothers with prams and he was talking about how women with baby strollers or babies in general think the world should part like the Red Sea and get the fuck out of their way and he was wondering if it was just him I'm here to tell you Adam no it is not just you because this happened to me this happened I have a truck you know truck. I am piloting a truck, and then this woman, she's piloting her baby carriage with the baby in it. And I, by all means, I'm we're in a grocery store parking lot, and I, by all means, have the right of way. Well, this woman started going faster. Like, she was going to play chicken with my truck, with her fucking baby, with her own child. And it just, it goes to show you these women love themselves and their ego more than they do their kids. She wouldn't, if a real mother cared about their, they wouldn't, you wouldn't play chicken with a truck. And I said, no, you ain't, sweetheart, because I knew I was in the right way. I just went a little bit faster. Then she thought better of it. Then the hindbrain overtook the leftist public schools. I have my master's in communications, leftist studies, frontal cortex. The the hindbrain overtook that that frontal I know better brain. And then she she relinquished. She uh, got off her high horse and decided not to ram her baby into my truck. But don't don't think for a second, gentlemen and ladies. Don't think for a second that, that oh well, there's that's my mother. She loves me. Don't you think that for a second? There's a couple ways to tell if your parents love you or they actually love themselves more. Okay, did they get divorced? That's one indicator. Do you even know who the dad or the mother is? That's kind of another indicator. Were you ever dropped off at daycare so everybody else could pursue a career and not raise you? That's the big one right there. That's the huge one right there. Because as I understand, getting divorced, sometimes the the environment is bad. Uh, it's not safe for the kid. It's not healthy for the kid. I, I, I get that. I understand that. Um, but the, I'm going to have a kid but not raise it. Oh, fuck you people with a jagged, rusty, herpes-infected sore, uh, 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 sword on fire. I just fuck you people. The most inferior greedy, selfish, full of themselves, ought to be dragged out in the street and shot type people where you have a kid and then you outsource it to daycare because you need your fucking career. Fuck you. Just fuck you. With a rusty herpes infected sword up the ass. Anyway. uh, But yes, another indication that Children are used more as a thing and an object, especially for ego promotion from moms. 
uh, you could see them use, oh, I have a kid. I'm a mom. And I'm a mom because I'm a mom. And we're going to have mommy days and mommy blogs. So I swear, mom's like, hey, how about you stop fucking gabbing on the mommy blog and you start fucking taking care of your goddamn kids? Oh, it is so tough having it all, isn't it, girls? Because here's the dirty secret. Career, children, husband. Choose two. Choose two. You cannot have three. You cannot do three. You can choose two. You can do two very well. One is not enough. I'll grant you that. You can do two, but you cannot do three. You do not have the time. I'm a super mom. I can do anything. Yes, I noticed. I noticed with these millennials... Just what a great job you Oprah dick suckers could following through. I can do anything we want. We can do it all. I can have it all. The millennials is the consequences of the have it all mentality generation. Congratulations, lady. And hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say men were in on this. Do not say you girls own this one completely in full. What else we got? Oh, the Glimmer Veil Chronicles. Glimmer, spelled Glimmer. Vale, V-A-L-E, not like Colorado Vale, but Vale, V-A-L-E. The Glimmer Vale Chronicles by Michael Kingswood. You can find that on Amazon, or you can find it. Um, he gets more money and more uh, formats are available. Actually, you could go to Amazon. That's one way to do it. But if you really want to help out the author, who I know is military, very conservative. Um, I'm not going to – and Michael Kingswood is his pen name, but – I'm just saying, if you want your money to go to the right person, give it to this guy, okay? Um, he has a whole, uh, it's like a Western fantasy fiction type of futuristic type of thing. Um, he he has five books, and he's like, well, this one's like this way, this one's like that way, that one's like that way. Okay, hold, hold, hold. Let's just, let's just do the first one so we get people addicted, and then they'll take a vested interest. And so the first one is Glimmervale Chronicles, or Glimmervale of the Glimmervale Chronicles. And if you go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, you'll see the banner ad there. That takes them to like two good books or good, good books for two, something like that. He gets a higher percent commission. So if you want to do the author a favor, go there, make the sale that way. That'll help him out. Anyway, go buy that. Write a review if you like it. Uh, another book they may want to buy is The Average Married Dad's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage by Alex Peck. Alex Peck is a... Very successful. He is not average, by the way. This guy is very successful. He's married. He's a good father, in great shape, financially. I mean, the guy, this is the this is who you'd like to emulate when you get to be in your late 30s. It'd be a guy you'd like to emulate in your mid-20s. <laughs> but uh, Alex Peck, look him up on uh, Amazon. It's The Average Married Dad's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage. We have Kerry Lutz's Viral Podcasting. His book is out. I think he's going to come out with it on audio. I think it's only available in Kindle. I don't know why people don't do the physical book. I should, I should, I've been thinking about doing a seminar. And I charge you guys a thousand bucks a piece. It'd be very expensive. But I would do a seminar, be open to the public, but you have to pay a thousand dollars. And I would explain how to make money as a YouTuber, podcaster, author, like the whole new social media, how, how to make money as a micro internet celebrity or something like that. And it'd be worth every thousand dollars because right now there's so much fucking money going underneath the bridge right now. Just flowing away with that river. All these fish going away with that river. No one's put a fucking net down into it. And um, 
And Kerry would know. He, he's, he's got hustle. He's got game. He doesn't have... Maybe he's coming out with a physical book. I know he's coming out with the audio book, but you got to get the... Anyway, so if you want to become a podcaster, get Kerry Lutz's book, Viral Podcasting. You can find that on Amazon.com. It is, it is the best book out there if you want to become a podcaster and make money on it. Uh, I've read... And I actually have read through it. I was like, oh, yeah. So I've been applying some of the, the rules because he's a, he's a much more successful podcaster than I am. And it's, it's because he does the things that he does. He knows exactly what he's doing. Daybydaycartoon.com. Uh, that is Chris Muir's site. So go to daybydaycartoon.com where you can get your daily dose of political humor. Uh, you want to support Chris too because this guy is like one of the old time, he's one of the good baby boomers, one of the few good baby boomers out there. Uh, one of the few mentors I've had where it's like, holy shit, you know more than me. Tell me so I don't fuck up my life like I did before. He's very zen-like. He's really cool. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you figure that out. So there's only that other thing that you, you haven't figured out. Well, what's that? Well, it's a little twist on that. What's the twist? It's this. You're like, oh. <laughs> he says, I never thought I'd miss my hair. He's, like, He's still got a full mane. He's like, but I really like my hair. You, you, even when it starts to thin, just like, you got a full head. He's like, yeah, it's not as full as it used to be in the 70s. <laughs> I miss my 70s hair. I'm like, all right, I'll start appreciating my hair. <laughs> that type of wisdom. That's the, He should write a book. There's an old man that should write a book. That He could make a fortune. He could make a fortune. Old fart wisdom for dipshit young guys or something like that. Uh, maybe he's listening. Maybe he's not. So I, I paused. I was going to go look up the Rational Males whiskey and some sad news. This just in. Uh, last night, uh, the private man has completed his journey. Uh, this is on the Rational Mail. Uh, it is with great sadness that I have to inform everyone that Andrew Hansen, a.k.a. the private man, has completed his journey as of 9.27 p.m., April 3rd, 2017. Uh, as many know, unfortunately, his cancer had refu- returned a few weeks ago, and there was not much to be done to help him. He chose to face it head-on rather than try experimental treatments. His greatness and courage in the face of knowing his own moral demise is an inspiration to us all. It's a great loss for not only all that followed his writings and his teachings, but for those of us who considered him a friend. His last days were as comfortable as possible, and he passed peacefully. I can only hope that he realized how many people's lives he touched. Oh, he did. He touched thousands, at least tens of thousands easily. And we were all better for knowing him. As the saying goes, don't cry because it's over. Smile because. Uh, So the private man, he is along with Uncle Mitch and some others, uh, he has gone on to the next stage in life. Uh, so that that is sad. That's too sad. But he, he did, you know, for all the trouble and tribulations, the guy, if there was a salvation, not that I'm into touchy-feely religious analogies, but yeah, as long as you figure it out before you die, the worst fate is to go and live these lives as an angry, bitter MGTOW or a delusional simp or a beta male become a divorcee and not know, only to get divorced again, get your third marriage, and then be a simp and a sucker your entire life. But not the, the private man figured it out. The private man figured out, may not have been the way he liked it, may not have been the way it should have been in the 50s and the 40s and the 60s, uh, but he had the knowledge, and that knowledge was freedom, and he had the sanity and serenity that came with it. So that's too bad. You know what, I'm going to pause this here and put this up on the old on caposphere because uh, this needs to be uh, tweeted out and, and put out there. Okay, well, we did all that. Uh, anyway, I finally did look up on the Twittergram uh, 
Tap Whiskey, T-A-P Whiskey without the E, tapwhiskey.com. That is Rolo's uh, Whiskey Company. So if you're a, a connoisseur of whiskeys, uh, why don't you go ahead and try a couple bottles. I might actually, you know what, I'm going to put that on the to-do list, Tap Whiskey. Because the GF likes whiskey. And things don't get done unless they get put on the to-do list. Uh, and that's it. That's it for that round of sponsors. Now listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? From Return of Kings. Returnofkings.com. Women now want upfront payment to talk to them on Tinder. Written by Brock Robinson. In spring of 2017, a shameless new method of micro-wealth extraction has surfaced. Just call it whoring. Just... Just call it parasitism and whoring. Micro-wealth extraction has surfaced on the swipe-based dating apps such as Tinder's. Uh, Tinder, screenshots of various female Tinder profiles along with their account information from Venmo, a payment app, have recently spread through the internet like, like wildfire. I've seen a lot of gold digging in my day, but I have to say even I was a little shocked at just how brazen and transparent many women have become with turning men into their docile doormats and personal ATMs. It used to be something they knew was bad and would try to hide it, or if you were lucky, they just didn't do it at all. You know what? If guys are going to be this dumb, if look, you know why men make more than women of the many reasons? It's because we learn our, well, okay, maybe we don't learn our lessons, but we're, we're willing to be forthright and blunt with one another, and we're willing to let people get hurt if they're not going to listen to good common sense and reason. And if positive reconditioning and wisdom and the errors of your forefathers is not enough to convince you, good old pain and agony sure as hell will. Right? Women don't suffer pain that they do in certain other regards, but they always got a government bailout check. They always got someone to defend. Oh, someone will bail. They're always shielding uh, the entire mental capacity of most women, not all, most women, are to rationalize away guilt. Oh, I'm a born-again Christian. I'm a born-again virgin. They won't learn. Girls, what? Men will. So just let them have it and, and just let it let it happen. These guys deserve to lose their money. Uh, so then he has some pictures here of uh, some gals. Just, they look like trash. They're just trash. And it's like, so I can see those who are really interested and not just a waster of time. I'll give you a surprise if you send me $5. Here's another gal, Lacey, 20 Send me $5, see what happens. Not actually 20 uh, then there's Amanda, hella eerie, hella eerie, Venmo me, $20 if you want me to be nice to you. Um, so they're obviously taking advantage of it. Uh, some of the Twitter, uh, Tinder e-begging you'll encounter from automated scam bots. Oh, this is just, okay, so these are not even, um, what's it called? These aren't even real women, maybe. It's just uh, Ahmed, a uh, click farm in Pakistan. But you know what's for real if she posts her actual social media accounts and financial accounts directly into her bio? This is Cora. Vimo me for a response. Cora Smith. Yeah, so they're putting their actual uh, Tinder stuff. Preying on the well-intentioned but grossly naive generosity of weak men is no better options. With no better options, these girls make a hobby of shanking down simps for small amounts of cash. Maybe I should do this. Getting back into the world of why try so hard, you know, why try and sell truths when lies would be infinitely better. What if I were to just get like uh, pictures of some hot chicks, claim on them, and go get all these weak 
supplicant, simpy, omega boys to just give me five bucks and then I run off with it. Probably wouldn't be worth my time. But who knows? Who knows? A hundred guys, well, I'll pay you five bucks. What's five bucks? I'm all of a sudden I'm $500 richer. I don't have to do jack shit. Take down the site. Boom. Done. Or take down the profile. But what happens when you're a cute girl in the digital marketplace surrounded by an endless swarm of sniveling beta males who will eagerly shell out the bucks for a virtual e-hug? That, boy, that's true. That's all it is. Those micro deposits add up when you're selling bottled water in a thirsty desert. The end result is that girls laugh their way to the bank after taking advantage of the misguided nice guy. Here's a quote from Ashran Randall. I think it's uh, a woman. It says, pro tip, work it, ladies. Guys will do anything for your number. And uh, this goes to Twitter. Let me click on this, see where this goes. Oh, yeah, it's this cute blonde. Double major in business and political science pre-law. <laughs> What a worthless person. Oh, pro tip, work at ladies. You guys will do anything for your number. Degrading a real man. You'll never meet one that way. Uh, yeah, it's and that caused a little bit of a firestorm. Of course, Return of Kings linked to it. Uh, the concerning factor here is that is not that a few random or troubled girls are doing things like this. It's the growing trend that we are all witnessing. Encourage and pop culture and female role models. And worst of all, it's being tolerated by men. You get what you put up with. The sheer quantity of normal girls in America who are opting into casual prostitution with sugar daddies just because they can is astonishing. They either hide these types of things from the men they're interested in dating or the men tolerate it, turn a blind eye, and get what they put up with. When you hear about some random theoretical girl prostituting herself, it's not really a big deal. But what if I told you that a growing majority of your generation's dating pool is cashing in on it without you even realizing it? Uh, the women you know, the women you chase after, the, your sisters and your cousins, your girlfriends and your wives. I wish I was joking, but this is the new norm. It's not just on the mainstream radar yet. Pay to play is law of the land and in the modern American dating scene. Yes, you could search for exceptions and find them, but the general trend is growing rapidly and that fact remains. As a man who's interested in taking talking to millennial women without her trying to profit from you, the best solution might be to head for greener pastures of developing countries where the epidemic has yet to spread. Well, they'll, they'll go after your money there too. If anything, it's, it's even more so or more blatant. Uh, or you can remain America where it's scam or be scam. So, um, so I talked to some elder friends of mine because... This unto itself is newsworthy. Yeah, most of Return of Kings is kind of like the Cosmo. In it. But, but they do have, every once in a while, a good article comes through. And this was just shocking. Not that scam bots would come in and take advantage. Like, hey, you know, send me five bucks and I'll talk to you. That kind of thing. You know, that, that's a scam. But that real women are actually doing it too. It's not a scam. Okay, it is a scam, but I, I don't blame them for it if they can make the money. But my God, what... I know it's not every girl, but what what kind of message are you sending? <laughs> five bucks to talk, just five bucks to talk to you on. Ten. You're not even you're not even physically talking. It's just it's it's texting. And Lord knows if it's the actual girl. I mean, it, and for you boys to be that dumb and that suckery to fall for it. I mean, at any point in time, guys could draw the line and just say no. But but let this, 
I don't want to say it should mar the entire reputation of women, but it should certainly raise some red. It should certainly bring your shields up. It should certainly make you just that much more skeptical of dating amongst this millennial generation. Oh, and those old, I was talking to some old people because I was like, okay, these people were dating in the 50s, you know, that they would, uh, and I, I just was like, they, how do you explain Tinder? And then how do you explain $5? So I asked them, I said, okay, what, what was it like in the 50s? Like, did women stand you up? And I'm like, oh God, no, you would never, no, that never happened. It just didn't happen. Like you were, that was a big deal to go on a date. You were going to go to dinner and da, 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 the guy taking it. You would never stand a guy up. And then I thought it was pretty bad in the 90s where I came up with the rule of 50-50-25. no times 50% show equals 25% go. And this was cutting edge observations pre-internet. This was like, hey, a lot of the time the girls will say yes, but then a lot of times the girls don't show up. And it was more like 70% yes 70% no show equals 21% go. In other words, just because a girl said yes to a date didn't she mean she'd show up. And I learned that very quickly my freshman year in college where a lot of girls would say yes to a date. I'd set aside time on a Friday or Saturday night or whatever night I could. I wasn't working. And 70% of the time, girls would bail. They would cancel at the last minute or they just wouldn't show up. You did. The, I've told you guys the story before about pre to uh, texting and all that, you'd have to call the girl and leave voicemails and you have to stand by the phone and wait and all this, you know, the obligatory or complimentary like, oh, let me just call, make sure we're still on type of thing. Then you're worried about whether you're a stalker if you call them again. <laughs> that that right there was unfucking acceptable And it's, and, and you can, you could say, Aaron, you're misogynist, you hate women. And I, no, 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 no. I lived it. I tolerate it. I do not. I judge women individually. But I have every right to distrust. I have every right to discriminate against. I have every right to, to when it comes to dating or giving advice to, to younger men, and say, ah, yeah, yeah, no, nah, just don't, don't treat them like you would your buddy who's going to show up reliably. Just don't give them the credit because they haven't earned it. This is the reputation they've earned. And again, as I've said before, I always wonder and I always worry, ah, times changed since the 90s. Have, have, you know, do we really need to give these kids, these boys, this, this harsh, cynical, it's like more than ever. Just my, how shameful. And they're, and the women of today are just incapable of shame. Just, unless you girls want to write down below and, and point out how this is shameful and you, you, you want to start standing up. If you want to be like a brave, moderate Muslim, say, hey, I'm, I'm against, this. you know, if you want, please do. We'd appreciate it. It'd be a little bit of cheerleading from the sidelines these guys haven't had in a long-ass time. But the fact that this is now a thing, and I guarantee you the author of this article is right. It is going to be a growing trend. Every, and I'm going to encourage girls to do it because it just makes economic sense. And if you boys are that stupid, you're that suckerish to fall for it, they deserve to take your $5, 10 $20. But it just shows you there's there's... If it even exists, there is a decaying, if not completely broken, if not it's completely already gone, moral compass and moral spine on the part of Western women. And, and I, I could not... Why? Why would, you, why would you even... Look, Tinder was already pretty skeezy to begin with. That was already... We pretty much already knew it was attention whoring on the highest order for the digital fields than the gimme dats. So there wasn't like, oh, I'm going to meet this, you know, where, why can't I find a good man? Why would a guy 
who's good even consider dating you, going beyond sex. I mean, Tinder is very forthright. It's, oh, yeah, it's sex. We're just here to, it's just sex, if that. Or attention horny. If it's attention horny now, the, the, the men in the arms race will keep up. But this latest development in the arms race where a guy's got to pay, oh, some suckers will pay, don't worry. But all you girls did was just throw another torpedo into the USS, why can't I find a good man? Because why would a guy even think there's good girls now? It's horrible. It's completely unacceptable. It was unacceptable in the 80s to string along boys and tease them. That was funny. I remember a lot of boys would, they're just cruel shit. Just cruel shit happened in the 80s. And then also in the uh, the 90s was the standing up. The 2000s where there was drama and chaos and bullshit. And now in the modern day generation where it's digital attention whoring. There's no refinery. There's no composure. There's no class. There's no. There's nothing but a hole to stick your dick into. And that's if you even want to tolerate that bullshit. That is what girls have consciously made themselves become. Because why the fuck would a guy want to go and date, fall in love with, invest his emotional energies, his psychological energies into girls if they're just going to be blatantly whoring themselves on Tinder? I, it is so easy. It would be so easy for nice girls nowadays. All you have to do is, it's not things you have to achieve. It's just things you have to not achieve or not become. Do not shave your head. Do not pierce your lip. Do not have a tattoo. Do not have blue hair. Do not major in stupid shit. Do not not show up on time. Call people back. Be on, this is not, you can, and be in, this is so easy. It's so easy for you girls to get a good guy now because your female competitors are such shit, such low quality shit. You, it's never been easier. In the fifties, I mean, I was amazed what they were telling me about like, you know, the, the girl would be ready. She'd get made up and all this. And the guy would pick her up and the guy would meet the family. And this presumed the woman had a family. You know, you knew who your dad was. And it was a nuclear family to meet in the first place. <clears throat> and then they would go out and the girl knew because the guy, the boy would have to borrow the car because, you know, it was very expensive to own two cars. And he'd work up the money because he wanted to take her out to a nice place. He didn't make that much. It was a rare thing that you went to the, the malt shop or whatever people did back then. I mean, you just, you respected the other person's time. So the boy made sure that uh, he had a good place to take the girl. Not that there were a ton of options, but, you know, let's go for a burger, let's go for dinner, or let's go to the sock hop, whatever they did back then. The girl would make sure she was dressed ready and, and, and was ready on time. Now, oh my God, just the utter decay, just the utter filth this has become. I understand there's always been the prostitute class, but at least prostitutes back then had a little bit of class and dignity. This is this is not it is prostitution in one regard, but this is this is this goes beyond women who simply sell their bodies. This is going I could see, just like I was saying before with Praxi, I could see him and, and you could say it's used for evil. I don't care anymore. I'm just opportunistic. I could totally see a sixteen year old girl with an Instagram account or Tinder or Praxy, just getting boys like, oh, you want to talk to me? Well, it's $10 an hour. It's the modern day one nine hundred number. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. 
Except now it's available to, and, and not only is it, well, it's always been available. Everybody could have gone and done a 1-900 number. Okay, fine. But now it just seems to be like, oh, we're all going to do it. And yet at the same, oh, I'm independent-minded woman, and I know, and, 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 but not major in STEM. Hell no, I could do that. But, oh, well, we'll sure go pimp and whore ourselves out like this gal over here with her double major of political science. Oh, don't, don't expect respect. Don't expect, from us real men. Not the simpering little whiny leftist limp-wristed coffee servers with their perfectly groomed beard and their salmon-colored jeans, ladies. Don't expect, you can't expect, quote, respect from those worthless people, That's like, but that's like in uh, Venezuela and Bolivia, it's a worthless currency. You're not ever going to get respect from the real men who bust their asses off, work hard, stay in shape, work up the money. You could suck, you could get some dupes, you could get some suckers, certainly could do that. But not the real men. You're just not going to get the respect for you. And you're not going to be treated as equals. You're just not because you're not acting like it. And again, I understand if some women were to shame this. I know there are some girls out there who are not only equal, but they're superior. They're a better quality caliber of human. Uh, But either there's not enough of you girls or you girls just aren't loud enough to shame this or at least point it out. Again, my... My zero fucks given attitude, my enjoy the decline, devil may cry type of attitude. I, I'm, I'm just impressed with it, with this evolution. Not happy or sad, just impressed. Uh, and as always, as the pure Machiavellian for my clients and for the uh, uh, clinical economist in me, I see opportunities worth billions of dollars for women to further capitalize on their beauty without having to go to a strip club or marry a man. I, I see this, and I, and I endorse it if that's what you want to do. But when we look at the moral component, let, let's just, don't don't be surprised if men aren't, aren't no, where, where aren't the men marrying? Well, why are men delaying marriage? Where have all the good men gone? Don't even, uh, don't even go there, girl. Mm-mm-mm. Don't go there, girl. You go have your little cups of coffee, with the soccer mom club from North Oaks, and you talk about your child's ADHD and all that other stuff. Meanwhile, you make a little bit of whore money on the side. <laughs> oh, my God. And shame on you, boys, for following. If you've paid for this, shame on you. Shame on you. Pathetic. Just pathetic. All right, what else we got? Uh, next article from Gizmodo. They, they, get, they get close. You know, this is as close as you're ever going to get it's written by Beth Elderkin. Let's take a look at her. She, yeah, this is, uh, oh yeah, yeah. This is, Gizmodo is also Deadspin Fusion, Jezebel Kotaku. Yeah, so this is a, a leftist biased thing. Beth Elderkin. Well, there's nothing about her. Okay, I will go back. So keep in mind, this is coming from the social justice warrior media. But even they are admitting, it's as close as you're going to get. Marvel vice president of sales blames women and diversity for sales slump. Marvel Comics isn't doing well. Sales have declined even as Marvel has pushed out every major event and crossover it can over the past two years. In a recent interview during the Marvel Retailer Summit, Marvel VP of sales David Gabriel decided to ignore all the problems and criticism in order to place the blame on diversity. What we've heard was that people didn't want any more diversity. They didn't want female characters out there. That's what we heard. Whether we believe that or not, I don't know that that's really true, but that's what we saw. And so, look, Dave, 
It's one thing if Gizmodo, social justice warrior, uh, journalists in huge heavy quotes want to lie to themselves and want to toe the politically correct line. That's the only reason they have what somewhat of a job at, as they do. Your job is to face reality and to provide the customer what they want. And if even you can't admit that people don't want... Look, these poor kids go to school. Black, white, Hispanic, male, it doesn't matter. They go to school and they have this fucking diversity, fucking social justice warrior, fucking 31 flavors of, of uh, gender shoved down their goddamn throats every fucking day. And sometimes you know what they want to do? They just want to watch Captain America and have him be the fucking white dude that Captain America always was. They want to watch Cyborg and not worry about, oh, is he black because we made him black because of diversity? Maybe Cyborg just happened to be black and there's nothing more to it than that fact. And they like to watch Cyborg be Cyborg and kick some villain ass. But again, I, I told you, profiling corporate America's virtue signalers, look the article up. People like David Gabriel, they're my generation. They were the first ones that this social justice warrior, corporate social responsibility experiment was worked on in the business schools. And so they go out forward, instead of just making fucking money and selling a good product at a fair price, they always have to throw in. And it comes with gluten-free newspaper. And it comes with non-genetically modified uh, ink. And now because there's such a high percentage of the population that have substituted out any kind of real moral compass, real kind of production, a real kind of uh, 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 ideology based in reality, any kind of production uh, uh, based in producing good stuff for the fellow man, and they have replaced it with leftist social justice warrior, corporate social responsibility, environmentalism, feminism, diversity, religion, they can't just come out right and say the truth like, hey, people don't want, they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what we're doing. They know that we're just trying to swap out white guys for black guys, males for females, uh, non-religious people, no one really considered the religion of Shazam or, or Captain America or the Hulk. I don't think religion ever came up. Oh, we got a Muslim Miss Marvel, right? They, they got all of that shit in school and they're sick of it. Sick of it. Then you go and you ask them at a summit, what do you, what, why are our sales done? And they tell you, you still don't believe it. Because let's face it, David uh, Clark, David Gabriel, you don't have a penis, you don't have a spine. So you guys are, well, we don't know if that's true or not. Oh, okay, well, then don't listen to your audience. <laughs> don't listen to your customer base. I don't know that that's really true, but that's what we saw in sales. We saw the sales of any character that was diverse, any character that was new, our female characters, anything that was not a core Marvel character. Exactly. It doesn't have something to do with race or, or sex. It has to do with alienating the core characters. People were turning their nose up against. That was difficult for us because we had a lot of fresh, new, exciting ideas that we were trying to get out and nothing really worked. Well then, no, no, okay. David, those aren't new or fresh ideas. Those are stale and old and these poor kids have been eating those cheese and crackers since they were five, probably three if you send them to preschool. They have had enough leftist social justice work, corporate social responsibility, environmental feminism, diversity shoved up their asses that they're super saturated. They can't take no more. And I don't know if you knew this, David, but kids don't like school. At least the ones reading comic books because they tend to be a little bit smarter. 
And all they want to do is they want to escape from the shitty, miserable life you adults have created for them. They want to escape and not think about that fucking mental prison you sent them to and you vote these little fucking Democrats without penises in to go be teachers. They want to just play games. They want to play war. They want to play cowboys and Indians. They want to play uh, protect the fort. And they want to use guns, not real ones, but imaginary guns, which aren't allowed because we can't have a Pop-Tart-looking gun. So they get out of school and they want to read, they want to chill with, with pick, pick, you know, the Black Panther, uh, uh, the Hulk, uh, Shazam, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. They just want to chill with that. The Flash, Aquaman. And I don't think one fucking kid is thinking about what the gender is, what their plumbing is, what color their skin are, what their sexual preference is, or whether or not they fucking bow down to the East five times a day. They just want to read a comic book. See, but you fucking adults, you evil cocksucking motherfucking piece of leftist shit adults. You just got to stick your social justice warrior dick in everything, don't you? You can't let even fucking kids be kids and read goddamn comic books. You have to taint and ruin everything with your politics because deep down inside, you got nothing else to offer the world. You're not engineers, you're not doctors, you're not pilots, you're not mechanics, you're not electrics, electricians, you're not mothers, you're not fathers, you're not husbands, you're not wives. You guys are worthless fucking pieces of shit who only can point to their religion, their ideology, their politics as something of value. Yeah, David, maybe just fucking sell comic books, huh? I know, I know. That goes against what you guys were taught in MBA school by worthless professors that never worked in the real world. Uh, Gabriel later reached out to ICV2 and clarified his statement, adding that many individual characters like Miles Morales, Miss Marvel, Spider-Gwen, and Moon Girl are popular and won't be going away anytime soon. It's also important to note that this was a response to retailer concerns presented at the first day of the summit, so some other issues may not have been discussed at the time. And as it looks like, based on retailer discussions, those sales slumps have been increasing for a while, but were especially noticed as of the fall of 2016. Everything kind of came to a head, and Marvel's been focused on writing this thinking ship. Every no, no, I looked at Marvel's financial statements. Go to Disney; you can look this up. It's called a, a, an annual report. You can look this up. They've been losing money, I think, for like at least three years. This has been a money losing division because you guys keep pushing religion. You keep pushing sermons. How how hard is it? Look, what you're trying to do is you're trying to force these kids. You're trying to force your audience to go to church, and no kid wants to go to church. Because they just got lectured the entire time in school. They don't need some schmuck in a white robe holding a cross wearing a funny hat. Lecturing about a whole new other line of bullshit that they don't want. They just want to be kids. They want to have fun. And here you dipshits are, are trying to sell nothing more than a pretty colored Bible with pictures that's much thinner. And has a little, has just as crazy shit going on in it as the Bible. You're wondering why they don't want it? <laughs> Uh, that being said, Gabriel's point is bullshit because it shelves blame onto the readers and blatantly ignores a lot of other reader reasons. Yeah, okay. And then this is where the social justice warrior girl ignores the reports from the front line. Whatever, uh, Field Marshal Hag. She's too stupid to get that. She doesn't know what that means. Why would we listen to the people on the front lines? Why would we listen to... Some? I'm not going to continue reading on. I just want to point that out. That, that maybe... I mean, it's just... It's a glimmer of hope. It's not going to overcome the social justice warrior religion addiction because once again the entire generation two generations have been steeped in it and they have nothing else to offer in life not certainly working harder and working smarter we just can't do that 
um, these people, uh, they're going to stick with this religion because that would be too crushing to their ego and their psyche. Uh, but there is some hope. There is some elements of reality where it's like, hey, we're not making money. Let's find out why. People tell you why. And at least it made it to the news. At least it made it to that. The idea was floated out there in the mainstream fake news and established media. It was floated out there that maybe the customer doesn't want diversity shoved up his or her ass. Maybe they don't want feminism. Maybe they don't want religion shoved up their ass. I know this may shock you leftist social justice warriors in the media and and, uh, arts, uh, but people, topics of diversity, feminism, social justice warrioring, environmentalism, not fun. Not fun shit. The only time that might be possibly construed as fun is if you're at a party with a bunch of dipshit, student debt-ridden, uh, 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 social justice warrior, 20-something college kids. And that's all they talk about because they frankly lack the intellectual capacity to have a hobby or experience or a discussion about something else. But little kids who still have their heart and their soul a little bit, you know, still a little bit, bit alive, still want to do a little bit of fun, they don't want politics. But that's all right, Marvel. You give it to them. You can, and you don't listen here to the Clary Podcast or hire asshole consulting because why would you hire them? They might just tell you the truth. Anyway, oh, looky here. Guess who our next sponsor is? Asshole Consulting. Do you want to be lied to? Hire a regular consultant. Do you want the truth? Hire an asshole. Marvel, Disney. Go to assholeconsulting.com. Well, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary, will ass-rape the motherfucking shit out of you guys over at Disney and charge you egregious fees that makes McKinsey look like the McDonald's of the consulting world because the information I would give you would actually be worth the price. I would fuck you in your ass, and you would still say, thank you, sir, may I have another, because you'd have a positive ROI in your Marvel division. Anyway, so uh, but you don't have to be Disney, and I prefer you not be Disney or Marvel. Uh, if you just happen to be an individual that needs some kind of help, and you're starting to realize the lies, predominantly coming from the left and feminism, haven't really helped you out. Matter of fact, they fucked up your life, and you, you want some truth? and you're willing to pay a little bit of price for a little bit of truth, which will go a long way, go to assholeconsulting.com, and America's older brother, that's me, will take care of you. Uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you can. It's $100 a month. We get about 3,000 unique listeners weekly, and that also includes advertisements on the podcast and uh, my YouTube channel. I will do a Cap the Horror 4 commercial for you on the YouTube, and then I'll also plug you consistently in the podcast and then i'll put a banner ad up on the blog i got a ton of new uh sponsors and advertisers then we have our friend chad elkins elkinscpa.com if you are looking to get some accounting done your taxes are almost practically done if, if you're waiting this late i don't know if you should contact chad elkins because he uh he's the accountant for uh people that have their shit together he leaves the shitty clients for uh his competitors like pete marwick ernst and young Accenture Accounting, or is Accenture the consulting? That's the consulting. Yeah, Anderson Consulting is no more. What are the big four again? Well, you don't need to go to the big four. Just go to Chad Elkins. Go to elkinscpa.com, and Chad will take care of you, all your tax and financing needs. The League of Extraordinary Podcasters includes other podcasters, such as the 405media.com, Obsidian Radio on YouTube, Financial Survival Network with Kerry Lutz at financialsurvivalnetwork.com, Kanto Talk, you can find him on uh, Blog Talk Radio, Dot com. Blowmeuptom.com, our good friend St. Lycus, 
Cynical Libertarian Society, and a new one, V Speaks, V Speaks, is a new sponsor of the show. He is a young man, 24 years old, from Romania, and he moved to Ireland so he could work up uh, money to support his family back at home. And uh, he, uh, being brought up in the former Soviet bloc, <laughs> he has some unique, interesting, and insights. And so if you want to go and listen to his YouTube channel, you certainly may as a podcast that he does through YouTube, which is not a real podcast. If you do it through YouTube, it is not a real podcast. I know there's some professional disagreement there, but I'm still standing by that. Anyway, V Speaks, the letter V Speaks. Just search that on YouTube. You'll find them there. Academiccomposition.com. Alex is hiring. We're coming into the final um, final seasons of uh, of the year. He's looking to hire some writers and some advertisers. So if you can write bullshit and can bang out uh, academic papers for worthless liberal arts classes, for worthless liberal arts teachers, and worthless liberal arts students, go work for Alex. Go to academiccomposition.com. Send him an email from there. Tell him the captain sent you. Uh, They also do resumes for $100. So if you're looking to employ the services of academiccomposition.com, they'll write your papers for you. They'll write your term papers. It's going to cost you money. It's not a free service, um, but they uh, will also do your resume as well. So if whether you're looking to av- uh, work for him, you want to make a little bit of money on the side, remotely as well, uh, be it writing or doing ads on Craigslist for him, uh, they are not exciting jobs. Do not get excited about it. Don't think this is going to be highly paid or anything. It's going to be enough. So if you're looking for a job, you need to make ends meet. This is a great job to have. Especially if you're working security and just want to write. Make you know you could you could make good money like if you work as a security guard, making fifteen bucks an hour, and then you're making another fifteen dollars an hour if you write that well. You're making thirty dollars an hour, which is sixty grand a year. That's pretty good for being a security guard. That's how you work smart in this world. And we go to academiccomposition.com and contact Alex. If you're looking for people to do some voice acting work or just to record a book or any kind of recording audio type work. Two gentlemen I strongly recommend, jimfear138.blogspot.com. That's jimfear138.blogspot.com. And Undertow Audio at undertowaudio.com. Both are two young gentlemen, very professional, very affordable. They will get um, your your whatever recording need you need. They got good voices, so I use them to record my books. So go ahead and send those uh, young budding entrepreneurs some money if you have a need for them. Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. It's not only a place to go to get yourself some book ideas to read. But well, it's also a place for you to advertise your book. If you would like to advertise your book, contact at Max by emailing him at max at wooter.co, W-O-O-T-E-R.co, not .com, .co. And then uh, if you want to sign up or not sign up, follow the old captain. Uh, check out all my different social media sites. We got Facebook. We got Twitter. We got gab.ai. We got minds.com. Go like, subscribe, comment, follow, all that other crap. It results in more people following me, blah, blah, blah. I know it's a pain in the ass, but if you don't want to donate money or buy anything online through the Amazon affiliate, or there's no wares that my sponsors possibly could interest you in, uh, that's another way you can support the captain without having to spend any money. So it's just a little bit of your time to like or forward or subscribe and stuff like that. And then we have Betterment. If you are at the point where you've paid off your house, you start looking at an IRA because there's nothing else you want to do with your money, may I recommend you go through my Betterment affiliate program. Go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Betterment banner. It should be on the right, light blue colored theme banner. You click on that. Same thing with the Amazon affiliate plan. You go there. If you set up an account, I get a commission. So why would I go with Betterment? Betterment is the cheapest way to set up an IRA because they got rid of all the people. They're a robo-advisor. 
They do index funds. They don't fuck around with active management funds. So you have low managerial costs there. And then instead of having a financial advisor that you got to pay either a flat fee on the good end or you're paying a percent or two or five to actively manage, manage your money on the high end, uh, they got rid of that guy too because all those guys do is plug your data and information and questions and answers into a software and then it tells them what products over at Fidelity or Vanguard or whatever other financial company, Ameriprise, whatever finance company you're going with. They say, oh yeah, have them invest in this, this, this by these percentages. You can do that yourself. It's basically the online banking of the retirement planning world. So kick out all these cocksucking motherfucking piece of shit, scumbag, Wall Street, fucking piece of... I can't go there. I won't even say it. But you know what, how much I hate these people. Uh, screw them. Make them go work. Make them go study math and become engineers. Make them suffer. All right? You can do this yourself. You don't need Wall Street. So go through Betterment.com. But don't go to Betterment.com. Go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. And then click on the Betterment banner. All right? And then you can go ahead and set that. All right, that's all we got. Uh, I'm going to go outside while it's still sunny out. And we'll catch up with you kids later. Toodles.